Hello, this is Ian Austin, and you're what listening to another edition of Friday Night Fright. The Fright on your Friday night, y'all. And it's going to be a good one tonight, because we are going to recap the first half of Zombie Flesh Eaters 2. We're going back to old school, baby. First episode of the entire podcast, Zombie Flesh Eaters. Now we're covering the sequel, and it's great, because I've never seen this before. So I'm very intrigued by it. At the same time, we'll be doing movie or porn. And the title of the movie we'll be watching be revealed in that section when I scroll through Amazon Prime. So that'll be fun. And top off the main event this week, Friday Night Fright. Covering Hannibal, the series. Episode 4 of Season 1. That's going to be tight. It's going to be amazing. So tune in, tune out, and remember, you got a fright. On your Friday night. So I'm sure you're all pumped to watch this movie. And hopefully watch it along with me. If not, you'll listen to me recap it. But first I want to say, can you hear that? That, if you can hear it, is the Zombie Flesh Eaters 2 menu music. And it is so amazing. It's so 80s, it hurts. And I don't even know if this made in the 80s, because I can't find the DVD case. But it's going to be breathtaking anyway. Um, so I'm going to try and put subtitles on. Oh, shit. Wow, there's loads of stuff. Um, I don't think there are subtitles. Oh, original Italian opening. Okay, we can get down to that down line. Um... Mr. Shouldn't it be subtitles? Uh, screw it, right. Screw it. Let's play feature. I can figure it out. Oh, we're starting with a guy in a cryogenic tube, it looks like. That's very cool. Um, and oh, there's scientists above him. Flickering lights and they're discussing stuff. Bear with me a sec. Um, no, I've gone back to the start. I'm trying to get subtitles on. Nope. Um, nope. I've gone too far chat-wise. Um, how do I get subtitles on? Sorry, I don't know how to use the PlayStation controller. Nope, that's pause, right? Nope, that's go back. Crap. Um, guys, how do you use this to put subtitles on? I don't know how to... Oh, options, okay. Subtitles. Oh, come on, no subtitles. God damn it, fuck it. We'll have to make up our own plot. So, two scient- one scientist, female scientist, hands a male scientist a drill of some kind. He looks at it. I don't think it's a dentist, but also I don't think it's a way to wait someone for a cryogenic tube. He's got a pretty rubbish haircut, and he's not very good at implanting that syringe. Oh, is he going to bring him back to life? I oh, use this the magical formula, H2 Ow! He uses H2O and jets it into an IV drip. And it connects to the dead guy who looks like a giant baby. Like, it's like more muscular version of Charles Xavier. I'm guessing he could walk. It's worth noting, this is a sequel name only. Because it's going to have nothing to do with the original movie. I'm sure. Anyway, um, scientist man um, pulls out his um, Acme starter kit syringe. He's ejected this man with a mirror, I guess. And he's walking, looking at his creations. If you haven't created anything, mate. He asked for something else. And the giant babby Charles Xavier is not waking up. So scientist man looks very upset. And Charles, nope, they're having a prophetic discussion. I can't rehear it. Um, Ch- babby Charles say, oh, he's mo- his mouth's moving. His mouth's moving. I guess they've activated the um, tear path. Oh, his eyes open. His eyes pop open. They've resurrected the dead. Except he didn't look dead. He just looked unconscious. I haven't asked that Grey. And oh man. Baby chose, baby chose Xavier's freaking out. He's spazzing. He's like oh the force. The scientists look very concerned. Oh doctors whatever. So he's like oh let me have the cryogen tube. They're like no. He's, he, oh he's gurning. He's gurning. They look oh they're about to throw up. Oh he's, he, oh, he's throwing up um, green goo. Oh no. The female scientist can't handle it. She's hysterical. It's, oh, I remember this bit from Prometheus. 
It's exactly the same. They're freaking out. You know, we ain't known that bringing someone back from the dead these sort of consequences. Oh, man, this guy, he's turning to mulch. He's like, brah, 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 brah. He's throwing up everywhere. Oh, this goo, this green goo as he's turning into... Oh, shit, he's turning into one like Willie from Goonies. This is prequel. Oh, no, now he's turning into... um. The dude from Robocop got hit by a car. He was, ah, they're freaking out. They're like, oh, look at the effects. Oh, no, now he's turning to the, one of the vegetable trolls from Troll 2. And woman screams, and oh, he's stooped. Get on with it. Seriously, we get it. You're good at making effects. Literally, that was way too long. Oh, no, he raised up and smashed his head through the thing. And he's a... Green zombie. Oh, that, he's like, he turned his mouth and he's like, and now we're at HQ. Scientist man is Doctor Man. Um, Doctor Doc, Doctor Scientist is on the phone. He's saying he's he's letting the team know that he's messed up. You know, he's created instead of trying to create a new swamp thing, he's created a Simon Grundy eye of um enchantress looking thing. Faceless ones. I don't know. He's like, you know, we made a mistake. We thought we could create Swamp Thing to kill officers up Black Lanterns, but we, we made a mistake. We should not use Baby Charles at Saviour. Teenage Baby Charles at Saviour. Oh, and now it's the opening credits. And there's a helicopter. Franco Gordensley presents. Oh, that music. Yeah. Yeah. Dance, everybody. Get Yo, group on movie by Lucio Fulci. Billy Dillon make it. Oh, there's armed soldiers. And it's like, it's a game. What we, Zombie 3. A sequel, Zombie 2. A sequel to Dawn of the Dead. The Italian version of Dawn of the Dead. And with Duran Ruffian as a Jeep car of some sort. Rolls up to a gate and it's casually let in. I guess the zombie apocalypse is not what it's cracked up to be. They um, talk to people inside the car, take their license and registration, and it's great. I think this movie's going to limp to 50 minutes, to 90 minutes. I'm just saying it now. Starring Alex Mook, Bride! With Uli Rentire. Marina, Loy, Deborah Bagami, Andy Collins, oh, Alan Collins, oh, it's too slow. Helicopters back. Michael Bay, eat your heart out. They're really dragging these shots out. Dr. Scientist is looking at a field. Storing screenplay by Claudio Fragasso. Amazing. More shots of a field. Shots of the water. From inside the helicopter, inside a bunker, we're walked down corridor. Editor Alberto Moriani, AMC brackets, they're still walking down corridor. Director of photography Riccardo Grassetti, AIC, they're still walking down the corridor. More walking. They walk past the door and into another door, and the soldiers follow. No, it's a lift, and the door's shut behind them. They're going up, or maybe down, back to the car. Special effects makeup, Franco de Girolamo. Why, why is this back to helicopter? It's flying. No, it's about to land. Music composed and conducted by Stefano Minetti. Dr. Scientist looks after helicopter. From inside helicopter, we see the dock. Wait, why is there a dock? They get out of the lift. They walk down another corridor flanked by soldiers. The lift door shut. Back to the truck. Chlorophyne production. The truck comes to a stop. Direct by Lucio Fulci. The truck continues driving despite that I said it came to a stop. Rifting back to a helicopter which is landing. Back to scientists and soldiers. Do scientists and soldiers walking outside. Towards the helicopter. Wow, this is bringing all the divergent plot threads together now. They're in the background. We see them from inside the helicopter. The jeep pulls up. The helicopter lands. The scientists walk forward for the soldiers. The jeep pulls up again. The jeep drives. Oh, it stops. And oh no, gunfight. The jeep, jeep, scientists, revolutionaries. Oh no, the scientist goes down. 
man in a white jumpsuit. He punched, no, he punched Doc Scientist. He runs off with the case of Mirakuru. The soldiers are firing. But this man is running. He runs, he runs. The soldiers somehow can't shoot in spite of the fact he's running in straight line. They go for the helicopter. The man runs into distance. Dr. Scientist begs him, get my Mirakuru back. As a soldier flies the helicopter. And wait, what? What on earth is going on? <laughs> and it flies in the wrong direction. Stop. Scientist wipes blood from his mouth and realises he's doomed everyone. The man in white jumpsuit, the revolutionary, runs into the woods but forgets the helicopter can follow him. It slowly pursues but doesn't catch much growth on him. He runs into the jungle. No, he's running on the outskirts of jungle. And oh no, is he shot? No, he rolled through after with the bullets. But he lost his hat. He's running for freedom. The sniper from the helicopter aims and misses. Misses again. Misses again. He's just too quick. The man is running. If he gets in jungle, this is all over. Helicopter's firing, firing. Sniper is wasting loads of ammo from the helicopter. He fires, but soldiers, the revolutionary is in clear view, and he's somehow baiting gunfire. How is he doing this? What on earth is going on? This man runs for freedom, and the helicopter sees something, but stops and continues moving as the revolutionary keeps running. I don't remember. This seems like the intro to Swamp Thing comic. It really does. Oh, the soldier reloads, and he takes aim, and oh! Right to the kneecaps. No, right to the arm. The soldier grabs his arm, grabs the case. Oh, no, he's gone cut. And the soldier helicopter is coming back round. He's cut. Oh, no, he's released the case. Oh, no, I've seen, I saw this comic. This is how they create the Swamp Thing zombies. Oh, he runs into a tree and smashes his head open. Oh, no, he's grabbing at himself. He's like, ah, ah. Hail Swamp Thing, Parliament of the Green! He rips off his jumpsuit and then he comes one with nature by running to the jungle. And he runs and oh man, he's taking his, he's, no he's not taking his top off, he's falling in stinging nettles and running for his life. He's like, ah, ah, his hand, his hand is so green! He sees a Masonic temple, I guess? He runs up, he, 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 Despite the fact he knows what this case that he's just cracked open does, he's still running for medical aid. He realises that he's not fit to become Swamp Thing, but he wants to become a member of the Green. So he's opening doors. No, oh no, a, a yuppie couple walking along. They see him. They look at him disgust, like, what a druggie. Honey, I think he's come, trying to be a Swamp Thing. Well, he doesn't want to do that. They walk off, never be seen again. This man, who could be Alec Hollands, but I doubt it, he walks into the main entrance and he slams his nasty green hand on the desk. The man point count is like, no, no, see, you, you can't do that. You can't. So he throws down a bunch of green. He's like, yes, yes, you can do that. He's like, sign in, please. There's this man who's clearly either high or near death. Maybe both is let loose because he gave this man a bunch of crumpled notes. Don't count them now. Count them when he gives them to you. State of these people, seriously. Anyway, the military's jumped in, read by Colonel Rick Flagg, um, sent by Amanda Waller. Rip Flag has been told to sort this situation out. They don't want to repeat what happens on Zombie Island. Although maybe it's this Zombie Island. Dr. Scientist is demanding explanations. This starts becoming exactly like Day of the Dead. Except, you know, Day of the Dead thing involved them releasing the fucking virus by dropping a case to the ground. The soldiers walk. Rip Flag walks in and goes, right, 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 lads. What's going on here then? Dr. Scientist tries to explain, look... We want to create zombies to fight zombies. We figured if we made a generate, made an army of swamp things, we could murder all zombies on Zombie Island. Colonel Rip Flag is pointing out the logical fallacy in that that you don't create swamp thing. Swamp thing is created through magic and shit. 
You know, like science and magic are the same thing. It's like, not in my vocabulary, boy. He talks down dot scientists. He's like, I don't give a fuck. I'm, I'm out here. He's like, who's this woman dot scientist? She's like, that, that's, that's Mrs. Womanly. It's Mrs. Womanly. Dot scientist is giving them jib, saying, well, it's not my fault I create zombies. They're like, literally, if you created the compound and you used it on a childlike, baby-looking teenage version of Charles Xavier and he came back from dead and he started spitting up blood that's your fault you fucked up Doc Scientist points out and they have to get this man this man they don't know his name they don't know his age they don't know where he's from all they know is that at one point he's dressed up like a construction worker wearing a jumpsuit anyway we're back to the bar with Isaac Isaac and his son Isaiah, I guess He's like, serve some drinks. So like, this ain't love, but he's like, serve some fucking drinks. So he walks off. We go, woman wearing a keep fit. Oh, the yuppies are back. This way around exporting characters as Isaiah is walking upstairs with a bunch of water. Disgusting looking floors. He's wearing a waistcoat. He walks towards the door and knocks twice. There's no answer. He gets angry because he wants to give this man a complimentary bunch of water. But the man won't answer. He doesn't want to answer. He's like, man, I have your water, man. Didn't you want your water? So he opens the door. He's like, you got to have water to live, man. He walks in the room and sees a bunch of chemicals on the desk. And a really disgusting lamp and even worse painting in the corner. Isaiah is like, well, no, I'll put, just put down your water here. I don't, I've never been in a hotel where they've served you water before. To your room by room service, but hey, Zombie Island might treat things differently. Isaiah realizes no one is round, or if someone is round, he's in the bathroom doing a massive shit and walks out of the room because he doesn't want to interfere. Why would you walk in room? Why wouldn't you just be like water? And when they do respond, walk off. Oh, he bumps. Oh no, he bumps into a very small woman, and bumping into her is so. Dangerous. Now he smashes into a wall and cuts his finger open on a piece of broken glass. The dude of the construction dude is literally turning into a Solomon Grondi swamp thing combination. He's like, no, no, I, I'm not, I'm not right, Alec Holland, no. As his hand goes all gnarly and starts bleeding green goo, and he doesn't seem to think this is particularly worrisome. It's slightly disconcerting that his hand and face are turning green. So he grabs the knife and thinks, well, I'll have to cut my hand off then. And he grabs it and, it's, and he cuts. And he cuts in one fluid motion. Jesus Christ, this guy has super strength. And blood goes everywhere. Literally, it's a stupid... Oh, I get why he cuts his hand open. Because when he gets bit by a zombie, we can rationalise that, hey, it's actually this guy's fault being such an idiot. Getting bum tackled into a wall, bum rushed even. The um, Isaiah and walks off as um, oh Jenny the maid walks into another room and they knock, but then they just open the door anyway. Why bother knocking? She opens curtains and she lets the mayor in room because it stinks of shit and come and ask. She rolls back in bed and she finds, oh, there's green goo everywhere. She hears noise from the bathroom. Green goo and blood. She hears noise from the bathroom. So like, are you okay, mate? And, he, and there's no reply. She's like, mate, you all right? She opens the door. She's like, mate, mate. And she looks and she doesn't meet. She sees the blood but doesn't seem, and hand in sink, but doesn't seem very concerned. So her, her face, wait, what? Her face is put gently against the glass and somehow that, Cause her to bleed internally, and by because the um zombie's hand smashes her head. No, smash gently places into glass and wipes the long glass. Oh, the the revolutionaries are here. It's it's task force X. A man warless backup plan. She's got to stop these zombies by any means necessary. There's a bunch of people run out of the hotel and told get fuck out of here. Get out. Get out. Task Force X, the Suicide Squad, led by Captain Boomerang, who's got machine gun for some reason. They're being uncovered. Cat Boomerang's like, Isaac, what are you doing? It's Isaiah. He's like, man, I'm bleeding. Why is Isaiah turning into a zombie? Oh, his hand is gnarly and he doesn't seem very concerned. The soldier's like, upstairs, 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 upstairs. 
Deathstroke's nowhere to be seen. You've got Deadshot and Captain Boomerang leading for a bunch of jobbers. And Captain Boomerang's there. They bully a woman out of a room. They're like, get the man, get the man, get the man. And the man's shaving. is pushed against the walls. They forcibly take the razor off him. They push a bunch of people around. They're like, oh, I've got to smash some door. Why would you need to? It was casually open. As, a, as Captain Boomerang points out, it was sort of like, get the fuck out of the way. They kick the door down, walk in. Although the door was open before. They see blood and green shit on bed. They look towards the bathroom. And they see... Which the door's shut now. Is this... Oh! The woman's being impaled against the door of a knife, but not eaten. It's, oh, shit! It's, um... I don't know who he is. But anyway, the soldiers run off after someone. Captain Boomerang puts his mask back on. They burst into a room. And they find a... Dead body. And some disgusting clothes. And, oh, man, the man's face has been turned mulch. As we're back with the army boys, led by Colonel Rick Flag who's talking about Death Zone. And this guy is a serious actor, by the way. You know, what an actor, what a man. I don't know who he is or what he's done, but he's seriously. I believe this man is a serious actor. He's talking on the phone. There's a bunch of equations behind him. He's saying they have to stop, stop the zombie infestation by any means necessary. His name says Morton on his back. Oh, and Dick Cheney's behind him. Dick Cheney looks very concerned, you know, wondering if he'll have to shoot him more there or anyone by accident. A bold man finds him. Oh, they're going to put body in the incinerator. But as we learn from Blackest Night, that doesn't murder, that doesn't stop zombies, you know? You need colour of the emotional spectrum to stop zombies, and I don't think you have it. Although, I mean, these are like different zombies. These aren't Blackest Night ones. These are more like the Parliament of the Rock ones, I guess. I, Arcane. In fact, I think Arcane's responsible. Arcane, obviously, is... Um, William Arcane something, who's a bad guy in Swamp Thing, who antagonises Alec Holland and tries to fuck his um, sister or daughter or whatever her name is, or niece, I don't know who wants to. Anyway, he's a nice piece of work, and he is Herald of the Rock. As the scientist looks at the door and, realize, and thinks, that won't work. And then zombies burn up, all chemicals get out through the um, chimney. Not really way for out. And now, oh man, they've turned into weaponized aerosol. No, and all the flies are turned into zombies. Oh no. And oh no, it's got out to civilizations. We see a highway from a window. And I bet those people weren't told they're going to be in this movie. It's a high rise and it's... Oh, it's a radio station. Alan Scott is commentating. He's discussing news of the day. You know, he got kicked out of Gotham for various things. Nope, that's not Alan Scott. That's a... I don't know what DC character that is. I'm, gonna, it's, I'm just going to call him DJ. DJ Man. With his favourite superheroes. Powers and they can DJ on radio. He is talking absolute shite. Um, I'm not really paying any attention. Um, yeah, he's fucking about with switches and putting songs on and stuff. And hey, it's Boombox Man! My favourite DC superhero and his buddy, Jim Jive Man! Uh, it's, no, these, these guys, I'm going to call them Ed, Ed and Eddie. They're driving down the road, listening to a Boombox, ch- cruising for chips, but they, yeah. Anyway, um, they drive through a, um, archway of some kind. These guys are the stev- these guys are like guys from Hostel, Ed, Ed and Eddie, you know. They're driving down rope, being assholes. They're driving behind the bus and all women are waving at them. They're like, hey, baby. They sing along to their favourite song. They see a woman and they start freaking out. They're like, oh, boobies. He's like, hey, man, man, look, tits, tits, man, tits, tits. Hello. And women's sort of like, hey, we're in this movie because they needed more female characters. But we loved you. And they're like, hey, man, we love you. Too. And oh, they're blowing kisses. And they're beckoning each other. And guys like, grow, chad. Grazie, grazie. And they're pulling up to the um, bus. And the women stoop, and guys do blowing kisses at each other. And they're free and free. You know, there's free eggs for free hands. Free eggs for free hands. Anne, Anne and Annie. Anna, no, Anna, Annie and Anne. Oh, there's more women. Oh, this getting complex. It's, it's five for free. Whoa, that, the maths doesn't add up there. And now it's the guiding bus. So there's... 
five women and one man to split between three men. Wow, that's... Oh, there's another man. Wait, what? What the fuck is this? Is that Doc Scientist's son? That guy looks exactly like Doc Scientist. And this guy looks like a fucking plastic toy. With, with his face. It looks like a wax... Oh, oh man, and one Anna goes to expose her breasts and Ed's are like, oh man, we're going to see some tillies. But she doesn't. And they're like, oh, you tease, you tease. We clap you. Ah, gratcha, gratcha. And we see a radio station. And, oh, we're back to DJ Man. Why do we have to see outside? Why do we go to that bit? I guess it's tying in with him because he's recording shit. Oh, and there's a woman in a car, a blonde woman. Looks like uh, Mary Winchester. In fact, fuck it. It's Mary and John Winchester driving along in a crappy car. And she's like, hey, let's hunt monsters. And he's like, no, 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 no. We, I don't hunt monsters for years. You know this. Stick to continuity. And she's like, it's not in the universe, John. We do whatever we want. We don't have to have two kids and demons, Sam. And he's sort of like, I want to fuck some monsters up. She's like, let's go fuck some monsters up because my day is dead because I may deal with the devil. And he's like, Eliezer was not a devil. Mary's like, shut the fuck up, John. You'd be dead if this was normal continuity. And anyway, they're driving along in the Impala. Uh, the Impala's red now, just go of it. And they're discussing um, old generic shit. You know, that sort of awful banter that Mary and John Winchester would have if, you know, both of them are still alive. Um, and yeah, they're driving along in an Impala, just a, a guy and a gal, you know, looking for adventure. Oh man, they find a bunch of dead birds on the road. And Mary Winchester's like, that's, that's an omen. John's like, no, it's not. The omen's moved by Rich Zonga. And she's like, shut the fuck up, John. Look, we gotta investigate this. We're hunters. And John's like, fine. And they step out of the car and he looks at birds and he's like, you know what? This isn't natural. And Mary's sort of like, what could have caused it? And John's like, let's call Bobby. And Mary's like, no, no, birds are still alive. You only call Bobby if the birds are dead. And look at birds, and one bird turns its head. And bird flies up. Oh, it pets John in the face. John Winchester's down. Oh, man, Mary grabs him. So like, John, you're too dumb to live in any reality. And the birds are twist their nets. But Mary's like, no, no, I'll, I'll save John. She grabs him and starts singing Carry On My Wayward Son. And then we cut way to the... Trucks, Dharma Initiative trucks. Oh, oh, this tea, cold tea. I'm back in set. Oh, sorry, sorry, guys. The tea was cold. Um, yeah. So Dharma Initiative. Oh, the birds. The birds are flying. And oh, oh man, wait, what? Um. Budget Tom... Oh, the birds are attacking Tom Hansen, the Annies. And it's Tom Hansen, the cast of um, that thing you do. Oh, man, the birds are everywhere. The birds are turning F1. And can I say quickly, I won't be serious for a second. This was after I said Return of the Living Dead style. This is nothing like Return of the Living Dead. And the birds fly everywhere. This is like pandemic. The birds fly into the sky as the Annies have all been bitten, except for one. And... and and it's like, save me, Ed, save me. And he's like, well, no, I, I don't want the other ones. He's like, please, Ed, save me. So, like, zombies. I can't I can't fight zombie birds. He runs in the truck as the Ed's follow. And then we cut to an abandoned motel. Seriously, though, this was after I was being returned to the dead S. Returned to living dead S. It's really not. Um, something's growing from John Winchester's face and not his nose. It's soft pissing blood and ooze. And Mary's like, John, maybe if I make a deal with the devil, it will bring you back. Actually, Nancy follows up by saying, look, John, if you agree to be vessel for the Archangel Michael, they'll solve all of this. And John's like, no, no, I can't. I can't. My boys, my boys. Mary's like, they're not alive in this continent. John, just let the Archangel Michael in. So I can't. So she's like, for fuck's sake. And she goes looking for something cut his face to bits with. Cut the wind away. May Winchester's in an abandoned gas station. And she's walking around calling for aid. Mary, you're not a very good hunter. I, I know she's not in the actual show since Natural either. But this is really bad. She's calling for aid. No, it's not really Gondor calls for aid, is it? 
She's begging for assistance like an arsehole. Mary hears noises and starts freaking out. And uh, Guys, this isn't very good, is it? It's really... If you're watching long, I apologise. I... She... Oh, she knocks over a bunch of cans of soup. This is just... I wouldn't say boring, but... Zombie Flesh Eater seemed to move a lot quicker because it was like a nice tropical take on zombie genre. And this one's just... I mean, it's saying it's inspired by Return of the Living Dead, but I, I don't remember fucking zombie birds in Return of the Living Dead. Mary puts hair against the wall... And it's like count seconds until a zombie smashes through the door. She sees the door open and stupidly walks towards it. She walks inside and there's no one there who could have opened the door. So I guess what fucking wind did it? A bunch of ghosts? She looks round, calling for aid. There's a bunch of green light hits her face. We UFOs? She sees something front, probably a green strobe light aimed straight at her. She starts looking weirdly as fucking... Why is the screen gone green? What is going on? Fucking Solomon Grundy stumbles towards her and starts talking. Oh shit, that actually does look like Solomon Grundy. He starts crawling towards her and she sees a bunch of bodies on ground decaying. And Solomon Grundy kneels and she somehow there's cobwebs in front of her now. They weren't like two seconds ago. How did she not notice them? She gets caught up in all cobwebby shit and shrugs it off. As you think Mary Winchester would be borderline okay hunting? She's bloody awful. This is the worst version I've ever seen. She sees something move on the ground and she kicks it. And there's nothing there. So she kicks the cover off and then kicks again. There's still nothing there. And she looks confused for a second. Solomon Grundy grabs her. He's connected to a bunch of chains. She pushes him away. Or tries to. He's really got a gripping tight. He's chained up. She pushes him back. Why is he chained up? He pulls down a bunch of scene shit on top of himself. As Mary falls back into a bunch of conveniently placed cardboard boxes. She crawls backwards and music starts going insane. Another up. One of Simon's buddies comes up and starts smashing her with a... Why the fuck is this footage sped up? He's trying to hack her bits with a machete. What the fuck is going on? Smash. Smash. Machete speeds up again. What the fuck is going on? The footage keeps speeding up randomly. As this zombie's trying to merge her with a machete, he smashes into a petrol pump, but petrol burns his face. Mary runs back, realizing that four minutes of foot, four minutes of footage sped up to something like thirty seconds. She's reaching for the keys. No, she's got map. She's got a lighter, and she throws it at the open gas. Con- gas patch and sets the entire gas station on fire and drives off in the impala as quickly as she can John bleeds death in backseat Simon Grundy burns but he doesn't die oh shit the explosion that's quite a cool explosion though to be honest but Mary drives away as quickly as she can which is a good idea considering you just set petrol station on fire she tells John he'll be alright John's like let me die and she's like no 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 not until Michael has his way of you the Archangel Michael at that Petrol station explodes into a ball of fire. As, um, oh, we're back with the Dharma Initiative and Dr. Scientist. He's pointing at shit, and the woman is pointing at shit. And uh, I'll call her, I don't know, Becky Quo, why not? Becky Quo is like, no, no, look, look at the diagrams, look at the science. Scientists like, no, no, look at the medicine. Science, medicine, science, medicine. They point out this isn't really. Man of science, man of faith. We're both scientists. We're just arguing about the exact type of science. Dot scientist goes up to Rick Flags. All right, fuck you, Rick. Fuck you. Fuck you. It's not my fault. Fuck you. Rick Flags buddy is like, no, it literally is your fault. The dictionary definition of fault is man who causes shit. You have caused this. It's dead shot in background. Dick Cheney is like, what? It's, oh, man. Dot scientists look like, look, if we cut it, it'll die. Rip Flags are like, you fucking idiot. Why are you shouting at me? You caused this. I've been sent in to solve it. All I want is come to compromise. Scientists are like, you science to stop it. Science. Science, man. Rip Flags are like, no, no, see, we'll kill it. Because you created it and you shouldn't have. He sits down so like, look. Look at the board behind me. Death one, two. Death one, 
Two, we can create a weapon that can murder all zombies. Red Flash was like, you don't know, no, not scientists. I'm like, you don't know what you're doing. Science! Red Flash was like, the fuck is wrong with you, mate? Look, look at the diagrams behind me. That is mathematics. I have been a part of your science. It doesn't work. We have to murder everyone. Dot scientists and stuff like, you'd have to nuke the ground they walk on. And he's like, we'll, we'll do it if we have to. As Becky Quirk in the background is like, I, I'm very concerned by both of you. And then we cut back to the Sweet River Resort, I guess. And there's pubes everywhere. And this is absolute shit. This is fucking rubbish. Ed, Ed and Eddie pull up with what remains of the Ang Brigade, which basically... Oh, no, it's it's all of them. It's a bunch of hippies. Oh, fucking... I can't keep track. There's so many characters, and they're all so bad. Where's the, where's the Doctor from the first movie? Who was all... I know he died and turned into a zombie, but he was fucking awesome. He clearly hated the movie but his performance was so good and this is just oh this is courageful and this is your reward for me getting 2000 hits I'm reviewing moving in the first 30 minutes I say the words that fucking rubbish unironically um, one of the women is bleeding green goo and Ed looks at one looks at um, Annie Oakley I guess and so, like, she's going to die. And they're like, hey, Eddie's still like, I'll make a phone call. But then he pushes Ed, Ed, the second Ed, to make the phone call. Who's he going to call? I mean, probably Ghostbusters at this point. State for this movie. Oh, it's so bad. I am really suffering... I suffer so you guys can be amused. God, I really pit, know how I'm pitting them. This is so bad. And I was critical of Zombie Fleshy the first time I saw it, but at least that would be a pace to it. This is just... It's like they've got twice the number of characters, and I don't know why it's being advertised. It's being returned for the Revenge of Living Dead, or Return of Living Dead, what? fuck it was it's nothing like that and i didn't really like that movie either but at least that was something a bit different this is i mean it's luke it's luke was luke you know, faulty generally crazy or something because his response to dawn of the dead was to set it on a tropical island in the caribbean right that was his response and not have any hint hint of any social message beyond these zombies and might be Spanish conquistadors among them. That was it. And his response to Return of the Living Dead or Revenge of the Living Dead, whatever the fuck it's called, was to set this in a resort which has nothing to do with what's going on, to have the zombies bleed green blood, to have Solomon Grundy in a fucking cave beneath, behind a gas station, and to have Ed, Ed and Eddie in there. I don't understand. How do you get a gun? Are these guys in the military or something? I guess they are. I guess they are, but I don't really understand. It just seems like... This doesn't see, really seem thought out much. And apparently there's an opening um, in Italian. But, I mean, I don't... I don't know... Um, oh shit, they, they're going, almost, always shot a hole in war and it's opened up a gateway to Simon Grundy's fucking rape cave, I guess. Ah. Uh. <laughs> this really is bad. <laughs> Ed is just, what an idiot. Simon Grundy and fucking Arcane. Oh, he almost pulls a gun on Eddie. So, like, lower your gun, Ed. Don't be a Eddie. I, I don't understand. I don't. That joke's terrible. Anyway, they find a bunch of military guns. They give one to fucking Alec, an Alec Holland looking motherfucker. And he's like, I'll follow you. 
do any of these characters have any characteristics? Oh, we're... No, we're back with... um. Oh, shit, I can't keep track of names. Female character four, who's bleeding profusely from head and also bleeding green. I can't believe this podcast has 2,000 tits, by the way. I know you're probably wondering why you sound potters in and out. It's because sometimes there's nothing to say. But hey, 2,000 hits. Wow, that's oh, fucking... I can't believe that. Like, it took it took from August to se- fucking December to get 850. And now we're up to 2,000. And that's like, we've done a couple of hundred already in February. And it's literally like, what, fucking... Not even... It's the 4th of February. And we've jumped up... I jumped up a couple of hundred since fucking Friday. That is crazy, guys. That is insane. And the insane part is that it means I get to watch more movies like this, which is absolute dog shit in every conceivable way. And in about seven minutes, I will stop part one because I'm not... I'm going to listen two parts. I was going to do it in two parts anyway, so I do one of these and handle watch. But I'm especially doing two parts now. This is fucking rubbish. Rip Flag is barking at someone on the phone like an arsehole. Blah, 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 Task Force X, Task Force X, Suicide Squad, makes $700 million worldwide. <laughs> it's fucking Ed and... You're not a couple, you've literally... He pats the woman's head. I don't even know what... Female character three, Ed pats her head. I, what? I don't know why you're doing that, mate. You've known her for two minutes. Literally, they haven't had one single scene prior to this point. I'm sorry, I'd love to have this more of a DC comic book vibe, but I'm running out of fucking names because there's so many characters and they're not being introduced properly. Oh shit, but that's a gnarly hand. That's a demonic hand. That's like a really creepy hand. It's like red and black and charred. Anyway, um, fucking Ed and female character three are pulling up in a jeep. I don't know where they keep finding these fucking trucks. And I don't know how big this fucking resort is. But it looks like shit. And the lens, someone has smoked. The weak camera lens is back. The tin, it really does look like you're, you're high as fuck watching through a camera. That's what it looks like. But I'm not high. If I was high, this might be more enjoyable. No? And they put the engine. This fucking lens thing is pissing me off now. Seriously, it was colourful a second ago. Did they just hire? Did they just not put any evidence to What is this? Is this the movie equivalent of a podcast made by 34-year-old in Aylesbury, England? I think it might be. Ed is taking off his clothes. Seriously, it's like someone smoked a bunch of weed. It's like F1 on crew was smoking weed and they didn't give a shit that... The fucking fog was covering the fucking image. What is going on? This is actually atrocious. Right. The one thing you say about some flesh eaters is that it had a clear visual style. A very cool visual style. This is absolute trash in every conceivable way. I'm not mincing my words. Look, I, I was very cruel last week towards, um and a couple weeks ago towards Bye Bye Man. And I understand that and I apologise. But as cruel as I was to that, at least it looked like a fucking movie. What the fuck is this? This looks more fogged out than the fog by by John Carpenter did. And that movie literally was designed to look foggy. This looks so awful. It's terrible. It's, It's that water? I can barely tell there's so much shit in front of the frame. Like, there's fog everywhere. And then when you have steam, like the guy fits in car now, when you have steam, but the entire frame looks like it's fogged up. Like, I just don't, this is so ugly to look at. And she's climbing a brick staircase, the shortest staircase ever. I don't, it's crap music plays. My God, man. Could you... This... Originally, my idea was to do this as a fucking season two finale. Fuck that. Oh, shit. Um, fucking Eclipso's at the bottom of the stairs. He's like... Rah, rah. 
what is going on with these zombies, man? Jesus Christ. Eclipso, using the black diamond, starts upstairs with his little ratty fucking feet. And he's climbing the stairs more and more. You ratty looking fucker. Seriously, I don't understand. Are these meant to be zombies? Because they're not acting like zombies. Like, I don't... This, I, I really think Lucio Fulci made his living... Made, like, City of Living Dead is fucking rubbish. Oh, Eclipso pushes the woman out the window into the water. I mean, that fits with character of Eclipso. It's just a dick for no reason. But that's really bizarre. As it's a slow motion for jumping water, but her voice is in normal motion. Oh, she's still jumping. She's drowning. And Ed jumps in water after her. And we hear glass smashing for some reason. Why the fuck did we hear glass smashing? As he jumped, climbs over this woman who should really know how to swim. Right, okay. Two minutes from 55 minutes, 45 minutes and I'll turn this off. No, I need, to, I, I assume there's going to be like four minutes of credits. So I have to turn this shit off. Um, exactly 90 minute mark. And it's this shit. How did she lose her legs? Seriously. How the fuck did she lose her legs and turn into a zombie? She was thrown out of a window. And now Eddie's trying to hold her off. Has she somehow become a zombie? No. It's like, what the fuck is going on? He pushes her back into water. Right, sorry. Does, surely he becomes a zombie now. Surely he would become a zombie. If the water turns into a zombie, surely he'd become a zombie. But he doesn't look like it. So Ed runs off and realises the water is what turns people into zombies. He can, oh, shit. There's a zombie walking up towards him. And Ed sees it and sort of like, dude, you zombie? And he jumps up to, climbs a bit of branch and kicks the zombie in the face. And he runs off. And this is... He falls on the stairs. And Ed is running up the stairs. As oh, a zombie smashes through walls. Zombie ninja. Ed fends it off. And the two, three zombies are coming after him. Four zombies. Ed is like, you don't look like zombies. What can I parkour off? He bats up, bats up, setting up the next parkour spot. Zombies are approaching. Ed is climbing up. Ed's climbing up. And Ed's climbing up. And we pause it there at 44 minutes, 27 seconds. Wow. That was, um. And how will Ed escape this? Um, I don't know, but I will say that so far this is fucking abysmal in every conceivable way. And I am glad that I have to wait a week to get back to this, because I, I, I really don't know what to say. This is shit. This is absolute shit. Um, <laughs> I never thought I'd say this, but I'm really looking forward to Move Your Porn being used as a briefer section this episode, and I'm going to Move Your Porn. You'll be seeing that shortly. Um, I'm going to pause, and you'll get Move Your Porn straight away if you listen to this live, or live-ish. For me, I'm taking a fucking break, because this was fucking atrocious, and I need to get something to eat and clear my head, because... What the fuck? What the fuck? You know, like, 2,000 hits. Zombie Fleshy is the first episode I did got 100 hits. I almost don't want this episode to get 100 hits, because if that, this got more than that, you guys would be seeing man realise that his dream of coasting on um, zombie movies and Campbell movies was dying because they're all shit. Most of them are shit. Um, anyway, um, movie will porn coming up next. Hi guys, so it's Ian. I recorded an entire movie of porn on section 10 minutes of movie and then a little few minutes afterwards discussing it on a movie on Amazon Prime called Beast. Unfortunately, Anchor decided not to record it properly, so it doesn't exist. I'm very sorry about that. Movie essentially is about uh, scenes of steam play about a red-headed woman who has various adventures. Apparently it's about a serial killer who murders victims and she's going to be his next victim but isn't, I guess. I don't know, I didn't get that vibe from watching it. Um, it's not, it's technically a movie. It's not really porn, although there 
I get the impression by skimming through it after the first 10 minutes didn't show anything that it was going to wind up porn elements, but mainly it just has a really creepy rapey vibe to it. There's a lot of, um, especially at the end of the 10 minutes, there was a bit where it's bordering on sexual assault or the implication of sexual assault and that's very uncomfortable to watch. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't recommend it and while it's a shame that those 10 minutes aren't recorded for prosperity, it was pretty rubbish from what I saw. And I think I'll take a few weeks off from this feature because I don't like watching movies with really rapey elements to them. So I'll see you in a few weeks for the next movie or porn. And I'll see you in a second for Handball Watch. Hey guys, so I rec also recorded a four-long episode of Handball Watch and guess what? It decided to only record three seconds of it. So I watched episode 1.04 of Handball and honestly, I don't really want to recap that again. So unfortunately, the episode's going to be a bit short this week. Um... It was decent episode handball, and I'm going to go straight to the wrap-up. So I apologise in advance. I did watch the whole thing. I did do a recap of it, and unfortunately, Anne Crescent recorded it. So I will do my wrap-up in a few minutes. Well, not a few minutes. A few seconds for you guys. I keep forgetting. A few minutes for me, a few seconds for you. Yes, I think that episode was the ultimate example of technical difficulties. Movie or porn, 10 minutes recorded. Fuck all actually recorded because of Anchor having breakdown. Um, 1 minute 24 instead of 10 minutes. And insert Handball Watch here, which was going to be Handball Watch, which was going to cover 43 minutes, but unfortunately didn't record either. So that segment's only 47 seconds in length so this episode's going to come under an hour which I'm sure some of you will be very relieved with I won't stress I did watch Handball I did watch the entirety of episode one, 4 of episode of season 1 and unfortunately I made a lot of good jokes and it didn't cause any of it so shit what can you do uh, so I apologise in advance for that um, next week is going to be the finale of Zombie Flesh Eaters 2 and hopefully you'll fucking caught the handball watch next week. Um, until then, this is Ian Austin signing off saying, remember, life is beautiful. <laughs>